Hi, Dr. Kenner. My boyfriend John and I have been together for almost eight years. So picture that. They're together for eight years. We're engaged to be married. Three months ago, I had a bout of depression and I shut him out. We never really broke up. I've started to heal and I ask for forgiveness. John said he did not want to work on our relationship now, but he did not want to break up either. He says he loves me and that I'm his soulmate, but he is now dating Betsy. I told him that that's the end of our relationship, but he won't let me go or try to work it out. Please help me, Maggie. Maggie, for one, uh, he can't hold on to you. If you want out of the relationship, if you, if this is a relationship uh, breaker, a deal breaker, that he's dating uh, Betsy, then you can leave. He doesn't own you. And maybe, you know, that's a, might be a piece of your depression is that you want to own your own life. Nobody owns you. If you're ambivalent, that's a different situation. If you don't know whether you want to stay with him or why you might want to stay with him or why you might want to leave, then what you want to do is really, really be honest with yourself and maybe even take a piece of paper and wrote write reasons why I want to stay and if you find your mind shying away from some reasons uh, don't do that just let it all hang out you can always uh, shred the piece of paper later and reasons why I want to leave and reasons why I'm still straddling the fence so to speak so um, if it's not working out you are free to move on um, or if, and you can tell him that, say, listen, it's not working. You know, I can't, you're with Betsy. It's just not working. It might open up the conversation. He might be willing to talk earlier. Remember, he said he's not ready to talk yet, but he doesn't want to leave you. So you might start the process. And at that point, you want to not only be honest with yourselves, but with each other. You want to find out what is the basis for our relationship. And you want to talk about things that you might want to improve, or at least talk about if there are relationship breakers, why you were, uh, why you think it's just not working. Um, the second point I want to bring up is what was your depression all about? You know, depression just, uh, you know, unless it's medically, maybe you've got a brain tumor or maybe uh, there's some major change in your life, uh, you were fired suddenly, it just doesn't float down and descend upon us. We need to know the cause of it. Sometimes it is biological. Many times it's psychological. And unfortunately, people will very often mistake those psychological causes as, oh, it's just brain chemistry. And that's too bad uh, because there is some phenomenal therapy out there, cognitive therapy, and you could get yourself some help. You could even go to my website, drkenner.com, and check out what I think is one of the best cognitive therapy books, which is Mind Over Mood. And you could do that on your own, or you could do it with a therapist guiding you, and that might even be better. Uh, but what was your depression all about? You're together for eight years, which is almost a common law marriage. You're engaged to be married. And then what happened? For three months, you go silent. My gosh, if I had been engaged with someone for eight years, we're all psyched about a wedding. We we decide to tie the knot and all of a sudden they're, they're, they don't have any interest in me. They shut me out. I would definitely for three months consider 
ahem, maybe I want to date someone else. Maybe this is not good for me. Will it happen again? So you want to understand your own depression. Was it caused by the relationship? Maybe there was a major mismatch. You wanted children. He didn't or vice versa. Maybe uh, after eight years, there was a lot of mutual resentment that had built up. Or maybe you both need communication skills. Or maybe you were bored with one another. Or fearful of commitment. I mean, if you go for eight years, I do know somebody who went for a very long time and actually more than one person and then got married and it worked out very well. So that's not always the case, but sometimes there are reasons that people don't, uh, will have long-term dating and not uh, tie that final knot of uh, the legal documents. Um, and so, you know, everybody will make their own choices. Uh, and another question is, what about your sex life? Perhaps it wasn't working for you or for him, and or maybe it was dead, a dead sex life. So you want to figure out what your ambivalence is about um, and what caused you to get depressed. And only you can figure that out. Only you can figure out what shut him out. Uh, so you want, and let's just for a moment look at it from his perspective. He might be thinking, you know, I might be moving on. I, I, I don't want to completely leave her yet because we have a long-term investment here. But Betsy's a lot lighter than her. She doesn't get depressed. And what if, what if Maggie gets depressed again? What if she shuts me out again? What if we have kids and she shuts me out? I don't want to go through that pain again. So he might be testing the waters with this new relationship, Betsy. And it's fully understandable that you don't want to share him. Uh, again, you have every right to part ways. And what you, uh, if you want to mend any ruptures in the relationship, that's going to take two. And you want to observe his actions because many times actions are, I think most of the times, actions speak louder than words. And so the gef best gift you can give yourself is self-understanding. And I'll recommend one more book, which is the book that I wrote with Dr. Ed Locke. It's the it's got, uh, bear with me on the title, it's called The Selfish Path to Romance. And by selfish, we do not mean the mean, rotten way to romance. We mean the self-esteem, the self-valuing, the self-responsible, the self-nurturing, the, the loving way to romance. You value yourself. You learn how to speak your own mind in a very um, respectable way. You learn to listen to the other person carefully. You learn to value your own values and one another's, and it's a win-win situation. So again, the book I wrote with Dr. Ed Locke is The Selfish Path to Romance, and the subtitle is How to Love with Passion and Reason. How do you keep that going over the years? How do you resolve disputes? That's not the subtitle. That would be a very long subtitle. Subtitle is just How to Love with Passion and Reason. And I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and you can jot down my number now. It's toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER, toll-free. 1-877-D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R. -E -E and you can also visit uh, my website, drkenner.com, where I have articles I've written, books I recommend, and um, podcasts. You can listen to a podcast of the show again. I need to feel important. Instead, I'm living in the shadows of her life. Her family and friends are everything. I feel invisible. 
I thought my husband's love would be enough to help him get over my affairs. Why can't he just forgive and forget? What does he think he is? Perfect? He's so selfish. How many lose themselves in a romantic relationship, feeling unimportant, taken for granted? Or perhaps they lie or cheat and think their partner should forgive and forget? I am Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist and co-author with Dr. Edwin Locke of the Romance Guidebook, The Selfish Path to Romance. Provocative title? I know. By selfish, we mean the self-valuing, self-nurturing way to romance. You never want to lose yourself in a relationship. You want to create a win-win partnership to value your own and each other's goals and dreams. Discovering how to be true to yourself in a romantic partnership is learnable and key to romantic happiness. Check out our book with its daring title, The Selfish Path to Romance, at Amazon or SelfishRomance.com.